And if you don't like what we tell you to believe in, we'll kill you. Hey, it's your worst possible nightmare. It's the sound of Borzoi interrupting whatever wonderful talking point Mike is making right now, interrupting your own train of thought. And you're in this position listening to me right now, well, because you're listening to the free version of this show. You're not even getting all the content, and now you have to listen to me. Is this what you want? Is it really? This is the, You want to hear this? You want to hear me? That just can't possibly be what you want so if you want to rectify that issue go to the right stuff.biz slash paywall you can make one-time donations and get three months six months even a year so why are you doing this to yourself this has to be especially troubling because i'm not even going to check the audio and how this sounds so you could also be listening to just terrible audio right now so why not just stop doing this to yourself and get behind the paywall at the right stuff.biz slash paywall Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Daily Show. Uh, this is the 1,034th episode. This is the good stuff, the right stuff. Not to be confused with the 1,034th Daily Show, which was probably like 30 episodes ago. The Jewish apocalypse. There's no way of knowing. We'd have to do some counting. Uh, we've got an action-packed uh, show of reasonable length today. Nice. The soul, you know, Anders Breivik is the soul of wit. And we're going to do a... Bre- I mean, a, Anders Brevity. Not Anders Breivik. Ander, what, what, what am I saying? What a terrible thing to say. To say that Anders Breivik is the soul of anything. Oh, my God. It's so terrible. Breivik is he out is yet? <laughs> they only put, yeah, they only, they're only allowed to put you in jail for like five <laughs> years up there, right? He probably is. Right. So... Out to go. <laughs> so Mike's not here today. I don't know if he's going to be available on Monday as the uh, the back injury story arc continues. If he's not, if he's not available on Monday, we're just. I think we're just. Gonna, I'm just going to pull something out of the vault. I'll right. put together some I, kind of best of. I, 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 I don't thought know. he was never going to be available again because you've got Gunther and he's just pointing up at heaven. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> don't say things like that. No, it's, he'll be back. I don't know if he's going to be back on Monday or not. I'm probably just going to call it. Be like, listen, dude. But actually, I don't know. I don't know what his schedule is, so we'll see. We knew he wasn't going to be here today. We probably didn't announce that. We should probably announce things like that. Like, oh, by the way, the main host guy is not going to be here for just instead you just show up and there's no prep and then there's no need to come on come onto the show. It's two hours long and it's just us. Well, actually, Borzoi is going to join us, I think, in the second hour, which is going li- to literally be the second hour because when we hit fifty nine minutes and fifty nine seconds on that little clock, I'm just going to hit stop. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try to like. If you're like mid sentence, I don't give a fuck. I'm not, I ain't playing no more. It's my job to start and stop the show. I'm just gonna stop it. So, right. um, I guess the first place I, I, got, I got to close some tabs so I'm not so distracted. Like I'm looking at the Daily Rake and he's like arguing with somebody from the comment section. Mm. Like he's got 15 articles of him just arguing with the commenter. It's very odd. It's a good flex, you know. I really like that. You know, it's one thing you can ignore critics, but you can also just mog them by being like. I'm going to, I'm going to, you're like, you're not allowed to communicate with my audience, except for what I choose to 
to put into my article to put into my content just to have like a shadow box you because it's good to shout it's good to shadow box with a strawman you know and it's always convenient when you've got when somebody like that shows up who was like so wrong about everything. He's like, oh my God, I've got somebody to bounce ideas off of somebody who sucks. Like, it's always a relief. That's what these kind of commenters don't get. It's like, if you just delete it and don't talk about it, it's like, it's either like, I, just, I don't want to have this shadow boxing match right now, or you're just providing me with exactly what I need. Because most of the time, a lot of times if I'm, not most of the time, but a lot of times if I'm like thinking through an issue or talking through an issue, I'm talking to someone imaginary in my head that's from like from Facebook from six years ago that you would just bowl over. You know what I mean? Cause no, I don't do that. No, who do you who do you yell at? Your I wife? don't have arguments inside my head. No, well, it's how a do you fascist work? dictatorship and everybody gets along? I have to. But how do you how do you ex, how do you exercise the muscle of of reason by if not by bringing up uh, if anything like virtual resistance to what your thought I is? I go to on try the to... internet and I argue oh, yeah. with people. Oh, so I go I... on the internet and I'm like, man, I wish a retard would appear, and then just like magic, they're there. Oh, see, I just imagine Same a retard. I just imagine a retard. As as, don't have to as a retard myself, like it's not really much work. I can just imagine a retard to argue with. <laughs> so that's kind of how I work through an issue, which sucks because sometimes I get an assumption wrong and I have to start over. Like fuck, I missed something. Like I uh, I misread something that Jonathan Greenblatt said the other day, and I was having this like really, I was really BTFOing like virtual Jonathan Greenblatt in my mind. I was like, ah oh, shit, I misread, I misread that part of his speech. So my entire like my entire BTFO sort of I had to I had to I had to go back and start it over. Which is really because I don't have to because also like I imagine the retard and I am the retard. So like today we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna imagine Hassan Piker for a little while. So you I'm have into a complex that. Complex inner life. Who me? Yeah, it's got a very simple outer life. So I have a complex <laughs> inner life. <laughs> Why interface with other people when there's so the, much going on in here? The thing is though, here's the thing with retards is they think their opinions matter and they should they should be able to weigh in on an issue. So they're always there. And well, yeah, that's 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 what TDC is dealing with on Daily Rake. He's got a guy that thinks that his his whatever issue he has is important. And Daily Rake is like, it's only important in as much as I can use this to argue my point more effectively, which is a which is a good way of doing things. Like, oh, you've got a foil, you've got somebody who's like wrong and stupid, and you just take what they're saying and be like, no, 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 and just rip them a new asshole. All the while, deleting their comments from the actual comment section so they can't interact with anybody else. <laughs> You can't you can't gain retards and you can't bother people that are there to just enjoy the content. That was that now that did blow my mind a little bit because he screenshots the comments right, then deletes the comments, then takes the screenshots, puts them in an article. Yeah, and then he then he transcribes the screenshots. Really, he's a workaholic. He actually uh, (laughs) he actually I I start I started his latest article as of this moment. He 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 put my bang post in there. I thought that was pretty funny. I felt seen. I felt like I've arrived. Twenty four. Yeah, the uh, the A twenty four. Well, maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. That is that was yeah, some of the funniest. Yeah, so the uniform is shit. We're, all, we're all gonna wear yoga pants and leggings. That's the official A twenty four. We have to wear one or the other, right? I mean, you can't wear both yoga pants and leggings. You're layering up like you're in Vermont or something, and it's, <laughs> or it's like right, or, or you're here, and it's actually the sun's out today a little bit. It went a little bit back in, but like there's a there's an orb that I'm pondering. It's in the sky and it's providing light and warmth for the first time in months. Speaking of yoga pants, do you know what I found out yesterday? What's that? Thanks to my news feed, I discovered there's been a dramatic increase in labioplasty, like surgery on lady bits, and it has to do with yoga pants. Is this one of those marginal increase 
percentages where it's like probably it's like it's like in in reality there were but, like there were two more than usual last year like it got me to thinking though i mean i could see this happening because i mean how many girls have like a big honking camel toe they got to get rid of oh like, i thought you i thought they were getting like implants to have bigger more no 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 the oh, other way that's no, the just, other way oh well that's boring <laughs> right <laughs> You know what else you can do, ladies? You can try losing weight, right? I mean, that's those basically it's a that's a little fat fat sacks down there. It's part of the problem, you know? You're probably like a big fat fucking American woman. American woman with three hundred pounds. And like the fucking camel toe is just like two balloons next to each other <laughs> being squeezed together by those fucking uh, by those watermelon crushers that you call thighs. And it's just like you usually can't see it from the fupa though. Like, uh, that's true. Sort of <laughs> the fupa. Uh, it's like wow what kind of modern problem is this everybody's very oh hi guys here's another pre-recorded interruption not an actual interruption i'm just here to remind you we need you to go ahead and pick up a subscription at the right slash paywall you can use money orders you can use crypto you can use e-checks you can even go to my odyssey channel uncle spends other tone stream and you can use your credit card on there to get around the jews uh, banishment of our banking services that works so you can do that until you can't i don't know but thanks we'll be right back to the show now yoga pants and now they gotta they gotta address the camel toe situation lady of majora protruding looking disgusting <laughs> in their purple yoga pants <laughs> uh, oh, another we got it we got another good uh speaking of uh nipples protruding looking disgusting we got another good notable quotable from uh from trump today right you you're not you're not one that I would choose under any circumstances. <laughs> to uh, what was our gal's name there? Roberta Kaplan. I'm trying to find the. Now that that came up, I'm desperately trying to find the the bang thread where they were talking about that. Yeah, because there's a joke, of course, Sargon of Akkad, and someone said scrotum of Mossad. It's like, all right, you win. Yeah. That was good. good. So where's the Trump quote? So in a deposition. Conducted at Mar-a-Lago in October. Oh, this is old news, but it's just broke now, right? Kaplan asked Trump about the Access Hollywood tape, a recording from 2005, in which Trump can be heard saying, when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab him by the pussy, you can do anything. And he says, well, historically, that's true with stars, Trump replied after watching a clip of his comments. Kaplan pressed him on whether he stood by the statement that a star could grab him by the pussy. The former president said, well, I guess if you, took, if you look over the last million years... That's been largely true. Not always true, but largely true, unfortunately or fortunately. <laughs> no, that was the part I thought was funny. No judgments here. Or unfortunately. And you consider yourself to be a star? I think so, yeah. Through, during the deposition, Kaplan questioned him about several other women who have accused him of sexual assault. Women Trump has characterized as not being his type. Growing belligerent, Trump, call, Trump called Kaplan or something. You wouldn't be a choice of mine either, to be honest. I wouldn't in any circumstances have any interest in you. <laughs> Uh, it's good it's good so help me understand this this is like a a civil rape case how does that work well you don't have any evidence for an actual crime so i mean that's that's i think that's what they're also trying to do to like rittenhouse next is like okay so it's been proven beyond a reasonable doubt or i should say to be more correct they couldn't prove beyond reasonable doubt that he meant to like first degree murder those people as self-defense uh, defense worked in that case, so we go to we go to a civil litigation trial where there's no real burden of proof. It's it's just like, can you prove that these people died because of this person's actions, even though it wasn't murder? And can you just like financially rape them forever? So that's kind of what a civil rape case is too. Like there's no because 
I mean, and to be fair, like, what's uh, what kind of evidence can you even have in a case in a in a criminal rape case? Like, if you don't have the rape kit was done at the at that moment for DNA evidence, and even then, like, you still have to prove that like there wasn't consensual. I don't know. It's all ugly. That's this is this is this is why shit like the manosphere exists because of how I don't know what the word is how just how vague rape charges can be and how people can lie. So, but yeah, so you just yeah, go to but, the, but go still, system. Like, you got a criminal system. Yep. If it if it didn't rise to the level of, of, of making the grade for criminal charges, how in the fuck could you go running around with the civil shit? Like I said, because you don't have to prove anything in civil court. You don't have to, you don't, there's no, there's no beyond a reasonable doubt version of that. It's just like, did this person's actions cause this in any way, shape or form? And are there, should, should these, should those, uh, those consequences be remedied with financial, you know, remit, you know, should they be made to pay out the ass for so what they've done? Up. So, I mean, I know they did that with, they did that with OJ Simpson when he was found not guilty. The families they went did. after them and they, they, yeah, they, they raped him. And in that case, yeah. it's like, okay, but it's still, it's like... In that case, though, you actually did it. Yeah. Well, because I was a nigger. <clears throat> but the other thing is, like, who's following this Trump rape trial other than the most deranged cat ladies? Like, does anybody think that, that you're going to get any kind of decent outcome out of that situation? I mean, I just don't even care. They're just doing whatever they can to ruin him. And frankly, I have no reason to care if they ruin him. Like, yeah, ru- mm-hmm. go ahead, ruin him. I don't care about any, I don't care about precedents because let's face it, there's no precedent here. Like this is just how the justice system works. Like you can't charge me with anything, but you can sue me and uh, the entire thing is Jewish and fake and there's no one to put a stop to it. You know? Why don't, why don't they just assassinate him? Oh my God. Is is, is his personal security that good? They just can't get the job done? Well, he does have the secret service now. So I would think. Oh fuck, that's right. (laughs) So yeah, I'm pretty sure his, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's why he ran for president in the first place to get some, to get free like security for for the rest of his life, <laughs> whatever's left of his of his short life. Yeah, but yeah, that was a pretty good quote though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, uh, I would never grab your pussy, Roberta. Well, I'm sure that he's legitimately mad. They're, they're like showing him photos of these ugly, frumpy like pieces of garbage, and he's like, I would not have sex with that. No, I'm well, Trump. The, well, I don't have the, to have sex. With and everybody knows, like the grabbing by the pussy tape was totally true. That's the worst part. Everyone knows that. And they and they show that to him was like, would you say that like that hasn't that's not evidence in anything, but in a in a civil trial, that just gives you a taste of like who the man is and what he thinks. And it's like well, everybody knows this is true though. Like if you are like up until the Me Too movement, if you are like a rich entertainment guy like he is and like the guy he's talking to was, you can get literally get away with whatever you want with women for the most part. It's all, only recently is like uh, jerking off in front of them into a into a ficus plant become a become a no-no you can get in trouble and even hitting his and then i'm pretty sure louis ck is back to his career now isn't he back isn't he just out, so, out doing stuff I again started i've started seeing his videos popping up places yeah. like instagram it wasn't the end of the world for him he had to he had to do an operational pause and now he's back to he's back to jerking off onto his audience again pretending yeah. that he's a white guy and that that being white is this great privilege that everyone's going to get a comeuppance for it's bullshit so that i don't know so where do you want to go? Where do you want to go first? You want to talk about Milo? Or you want to talk about Hassan? I feel like there's a, there's I a, uh, let's go ahead and get the Milo crap out of the way real fast, just because it's not it's not substantial to begin with, and I think the Hassan Piker shit's gonna be more entertaining. 
Well, I, I mean, the only thing that's not, no, notable about the Milo thing is how this is totally fake, but it's having an, it's having this like really devious effect on people he doesn't like, right? Like, so uh, Milo puts out that he hilariously leaks his own emails, like their emails sent to Ali Alexander, who, as we has been exposed as basically just a child sex, well, a teenage sex predator. He's going after groypers and sexually harassing them and, and getting, like, dick pics from them and whatnot. Possibly molesting some. I'm not sure if that actually came out, but... And Milo sort of ran this op on America First where he pretended he had, like, 30 victims that were going to come forward. And he sort of oversold his position on that. He only, two, only two ever came forward, I think. But he numbered them, like, number 15 and number 23. <laughs> or something like that. To sort of make it seem like... And he was, he was playing this game like he was going to drip, drip, drip. And basically, all that did was uh, was sort of, you know, it it forced the uh, those people to have to be constantly talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks, or at least for two weeks. I think it was like all they would talk about because they were getting it from all sides, and it it really did have a a good effect on it because it it sort of pushed uh, those people, Nick Fuentes and his cohorts, into basically saying, I mean, they de- they kind of denied the stuff, but not really. They made fun of the victims, some of whom were like, the, one, this one victim was one of their own good buddies. They just made fun This is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Rightstuff.biz slash paywall. Fun of him, and they basically said he shouldn't have been horn posting to an older man. They like put the, they put the blame on the victim. And he basically put out there that like, if you're, if you're actually, like, Ali Alexander wasn't doing this, I didn't know about it. But if this does happen, it's actually not a problem because young Groypers shouldn't be tempting you for political favors. So it's just this entire backwards thing, which is good to have out there. Like that lets you know, even if it's not, it's like, that's like the worst way to handle it. Like this scandal that I'm embroiled in, I'm not responsible for any of it. I didn't actually do anything, any of these things, but if somebody actually did, I wouldn't think it was a problem. It's like, Whoa, can you screw that up any harder? Like, can you, that's the worst way to react to an accusation. But he already started from a bad place because he had Ali Alexander around. Like, right. You'd have to go back in, ta- in time and undo that bad decision first. Right. And then, yeah, the other part of the other part of the defense is just calling Milo Yiannopoulos a gay Jew who's pretending to be a Catholic. It's like, well, but you, you weren't were you weren't saying that when you were, you weren't guys weren't saying that when he was like your right hand man for three years when you were working with him or working for him. I'm not sure what that relationship was, but it's like it's, you didn't think that, and now you do. So. But, um, now, how does this work in their minds? Because I see this a lot. Yeah. You got somebody mean girling, and it's like, but you were with that organization, that group, that individual for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And last week, suddenly it became an issue for you? Really? There's another guy they do this to. There's, I, I don't really know who this person is, but his screen name is like Ultros. And he used to, he used to be a big like super chat donor to the AF streamers. At some point, there was a falling out, because there always is. And now, Ultros donates to that guy, Jaden McNeil, who left America first. Mm-hmm. And so... Forgot all about Jaden. Right. So they... And one of the things the AF guys do there is they say, Ultros is a tranny, is a gay, and is a pedophile. And he's bankrolling the whole like drama movement. And it's like, this guy, like he was for years your donor. Now that he's not your donor anymore, you're just smear him as like are you giving him all his money back like it's a really weird way to operate like pretending like there was like yesterday didn't happen there's only today and tomorrow and and it's like oh what is it uh east asia has always been a faggot eurasia has always been right. a tranny 
No, that seems very female like though. Like this is what women do to each other. I guess so. Like it's it's even more it's worse than that. It's just entirely juvenile. Like you can't usually women like they keep it they keep like a an in, a detailed inventory of the past wrongdoings to throw in your face. They don't they they don't really try to pretend, I don't know. This takes it takes a it's a unique level of online faggotry to have to do that kind of stuff. So anyway, that uh that of course made national news to some extent. But it's it's kind of hard. That's the thing about uh milo's doing gay ops against america first and it's like the problem is nobody likes america first no one cares about america first so when you do get national news it only lasts for a second because everybody's like oh these people again but he did it again he did it again yesterday the day before where he released his own email the funny thing was in the screenshot of the email that he released that uh that was out there had like, you could see his cursor in the text meaning that it was still an email he was still typing <laughs> it wasn't sent he had Oh, that's reactive. <laughs> Daily, Daily, Daily Ray was doing some pretty funny shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, man, this is like, and I noticed that was the first thing I noticed. Like, hey, this screenshot has a cursor in it. Like, so this guy just leaked his own, like, his own outbox. <laughs> he, he leaked his outbox to somebody, and then TMZ picks it up and runs with it, and they just report that that Yay Twenty Four is actually on. It's not canceled. Milo's in charge of it, and. Ali Alexander and Nick Fuentes are fired. They're like never supposed to use Ye's name or music ever again and speak about him. Unless, and they can be unpaid in the background consultants if they want to. And it's kind of brilliant because I don't know. I don't know how to describe this. Like, there's no, there's no way you could say no. I'm still like he can't like this. I think this is what he was trying to do, right? So the A24 campaign has been dead for months. It's over. And basically what these guys do online is they all still have Yay24 and they're like online screen names and they try to pretend like this campaign is still happening. It's going to happen any moment now. It's going to break out and it's going to be huge. And it's just like an angle for grifting. So it's like, don't, don't lose faith in us. Keep sending us money or whatever. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, I was I was just looking to see like what what kind of news coverage we got here. So it looks like Forbes, Rolling Stone, Daily mm-hmm. Beast, they're talking about this Milo thing, right? And then the other story, of course, is Adidas has been sitting in all these shoes and they haven't made any money. Oh, I didn't see that. And then the rest of the coverage on Kanye, and I've noticed this is becoming a trend, it's increasingly shifting to pulling Kanye back to just being the the locality he's always been. Like, ah, look at what this dumbass is doing this week. Yeah, he's Uh, walking around in leggings. He's wearing yoga pants out in public. So it looks like like Milo has put AF in the position where it's like, they can't, all they can say is that it's fake. They can't get in touch with Ye and have Ye say, no, Nick is still working for me. No, Ali is still working for me. They can't. Because number one, Ali is totally toxic and poisonous now because he's under investigation for sm- the smiley bit. And Nick is almost as to- toxic and poisonous because he kind of like co-signed it. And all this stuff is leaked and there's just no way, there's no way for the Fuentes to, for that camp to really refute what's going on other than to say, no, it's just Milo's gay. So it's kind of brilliant, but also no one cares. The other thing that was happening was Laura Loomer. Oh my God. Laura Loomer is shitting and farting and pissing all over Twitter about she has discovered like she like uh so in some technical way the yay24.com which is the domain since that's a this since that's a four letter domain those are usually all taken and they're all very expensive it was $7000 and Laura Loomer is saying she's uncovered records from Marjorie Taylor Greene's office that her whatever finance official I don't know what her accounting manager whatever actually like paid for the domain on behalf of milo and then it was transferred 
She also seems to have an invoice where the yay campaign paid them back for it. So in the end, like they didn't pay for anything, but they did front it, I guess. But she's treating this like this massive scandal as if Milo is just out there trying to hurt Donald Trump. Kanye's out there trying to hurt Donald Trump. They, uh, they orchestrated the Mar-a-Lago dinner just to hurt Donald Trump. And it's like, Laura, you think you've got the, you what, see, what a fucking clown she is. She is a clown. It's like, these, these are your slash tires all over again. Like nobody believes you and no one cares. But the biggest thing is no one cares. There's like no engagement on this stuff. You know, she's just like this. She's just this, this America first clown person who she, she, she's the Jew. Nobody wants. That's what's amazing. Like you, if you, you want, you want to like, she's a great example that sort of refutes our entire worldview about Jews and Jew power just because she's such a bad one that even their own, like, actually it's not even true because she still keeps getting funding somehow to go, like she just lost, she just lost uh, to the tune of like $125,000. She lost a case against CARE, I think, the Council on American Islamic Relations, whatever. I think she lost a defamation case and was ordered to, she was ordered to pay their attorney fees, I believe. Was that her? Let me double check on that before I before I speak out of turn. Laura Loomer cares. Uh, looks, oh, that's not good. It looks like the results below are changing quickly. Yes, this is what happened. So she 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 lost that suit. She's been ordered to pay the legal fees. So she grabbed another law firm to sue the lawyers that represented her for malpractice. Hey everybody, Jordan Peterson here. I wrote a book about. 12 rules for how to live your life. And I have a 13th rule for you. Subscribe to TRS. Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your needs. What? She's trying to allege that... So she's just going to accrue more legal fees in the same thing to try to get out of paying those legal fees. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. It's just like there is no, as I said, that the Daily Ray quoted me on. There's like no, there's the only bigger loser in American politics than Laura Loomer is fucking Jeb Bush. And Jeb Bush had the decency to just go away. He like literally Homer Simpson faded into the, she keeps chaining herself to shit. She keeps chaining herself to fucking Twitter headquarters, care. Like imagine a, a defamation okay, suit so against care. Her, her entire premise is that care did some sort of conspiracy to kick her off of Twitter. <laughs> that, that's the allegation I, I, looks of it I didn't look at the details of it I just all I saw was that she lost and was ordered to pay cares fucking legal bills like oh my god like you can't lose any harder than that that's basically your your suit is slap get the fuck out of here which I don't know how her, her suit against care could be slap but but there you go so that's that's giving on it just has no so Basically, the funny thing was, so Milo, Milo puts that email out, and all these rags just pick it up and run with it. It's on the. I first saw it from the uh, the Krasenstein faggots. The Krasensteins yeah, yeah. posted it on Twitter, and then it went to TMZ, just ran with it, and Rolling Stone, Forbes. I don't remember if Insider got it or not, but it's like all the trash. But it's like once it gets to those, there's no refuting anymore. That's just out there, and you can't stop it. And there is no refuting it because you can't get. You're not going to get a statement from Kanye. Coming out and defending his employees because it because the because the other thing that Milo said is that he was now the campaign manager for uh, Yay Twenty Four. I'm like I doubt that's true at all. I don't think there is. I don't think there is a Yay Twenty Four, and he doesn't care about that. Like everybody who was all the A logs that were sort of like dunking on this, they were like aha, and 
like the uh, the Groyper response to these people is like, well, last just the other day you were saying that the A24 wasn't happening. Now you're saying it is happening and Milo's in charge of it because Milo said so. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't believe any of this. It's just nothing. But it's just the thing. Milo doesn't care about that. Milo cares about Milo. And Milo is like owning his enemies, which is pretty funny. So I don't know what else there is to say about that, but it was pretty exciting. And if you go to Daily Rake, <laughs> Yeagate is pretty good. This story yeah, might be fake. I, what? Go ahead. It does remind me, though, of the other hilarious Jew story I saw yesterday. What's I like that? talking about Jews, Jew and yeah. Jews getting yeah. Jewed. So in Arkansas, Arkansas, of course, has all these anti-BDS uh, laws in place. Huh. So yeah, there's a guy, too. a Jew, who was doing some kind of lecture, uh-huh. uh, I guess for dermatology school or something over there in uh, Arkansas. But this guy is from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and so he's doing like some sort of Zoom lecture. Mm-hmm. And the, the the college there is supposed to pay him five hundred dollars, but he refused to sign a little document that says he's not going to boycott Israel. So he didn't get his five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Jewish dermatologist from North Carolina with family ties to Israel fell victim to Arkansas's anti boycott requirement this year, and now he's out five hundred bucks. <laughs> I mean, he should be out five hundred dollars for that stupid fucking tie right there. When is this like? They sent a nice note to him thanking Dr. Feldman. He got an electronic notification showing his decision to skip checking the box agreeing to not boycott Israel was go- was going to be a real problem. Arkansas lawmakers passed, yes, we know, requiring uh, Palestine territory. Get back to the story. We know that part. Feldman's decision to forego the pledge to not boycott Israel was gumming up the billing process with the state of Arkansas, putting his $500 honorarium on hold. Suddenly, his devout this devout Jewish man with multiple trips to Israel under his belt found himself in a strange spot. Let's see. Feldman said during his multiple trips to Israel, he's been he's seen Palestinians suffer at Israeli hands. Arkansas is law requiring anyone to, who does business with the state to sign a pledge not to boycott Israel clashes with his religious and moral views. So he's a labor Jew or somewhere. Which is funny because I don't know. I guess I guess you you want to follow your principles. You don't want to sign. I'm not going to check that box because like. You could just check the box and then boycott Israel, and they would never know. Right, yeah, but it's just the principle of the thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and that's pretty funny. I'm sure he's yeah, not really well, hurting for that 500 bucks otherwise. But what are you gonna do? It reminds me of a conversation I was having with my dad about these these anti BDS laws, and he was kind of saying like, "Yeah, but you know, like, it just sort of applies to government uh, contracts." And I'm like, "Yeah, which means universities, which means now all your universities in the United States can't do BDS. They cannot be critical of Israel effectively." Right. Of situations like this, like you go to speak at a college, do a lecture, whatever, you're supposed to sign that little document saying you're not going to criticize Israel. I certainly absolutely do not support violence from Israel. If one side has a moral high ground for committing violence, it's not the people who keep these men, women, and children who are refugees from their homes, he said. Is that is that uh, Feldman talking? It looks like that's Feldman saying that. It, this is a brazen statement, and it's nerve-wracking to even repeat it here. Conservative politicians have tricked us to considering any ill words against Israel a sacrilege, and it's a foregone conclusion that emails and phone calls will roll in from people outraged that the smallest hint that Israel bears some blame for violence in the region. Yikes. Oh, really? Who's writing that? Oh, the Arkansas Times. <laughs> so this is, a, this is a local paper stuff, basically. Feldman isn't at all shy about calling out Israel, though. He equates the separation of Jews and Palestinians to the separate entrances and facilities for black and white people in the American South. He says he's happy to boycott such things. I support boycotts ending the mistreatment of the Palestinian people. 
So there you go. Uh, they're they're doing this thing in the article where they're pitting just like blaming uh, white Christians for all of this kind of stuff. Like, well, it's just because the white Christians insist that Jesus Christ is going to come back after after the uh, Jews return to their homeland. So that that's why they're so relentlessly Zionist. It's really the white Christians that are at fault here, guys. That's what's going on. I mean. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have some culpability there for believing that claptrap. Because that's just which, which which book in the Bible is that part in? Oh, right, right. Probably is, oh, that, is, it, is that in the Schofield one? Is that in the fake Jewish ones? It's in the Revelations. Steve Feldman got his hair cut in the West Bank and survived. <laughs> Wait, does it say? Does it say in Revelations that you have to like the UN has to bestow an Israeli state upon the? Israelites once again, and then Jesus comes back. And but those people, like they're all Jews, like as Jews, as Christ denying Jews. Like once all the Christ deniers come back to Israel, like Christ will come back again, so they can deny him again. Like what? Like I've never. Right. This, this. I mean, this is just an American evangelical thing. It's not real. It's like the rapture. It's just. It's just made up story time. But yeah, it's all because it's all be at the behest of other Jews that run this stuff. It's because we'll give Jerry Fartwell plain so he preaches his crap stuff like that but yeah putting the blame on the conservatives conservatives have told this well what about liberals what do liberals say what do liberal democrats say about this kind of shit they're pretty they're pretty uh tight-lipped about it these days i mean am i wrong that's 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 really interesting that you don't see any kind of like movement to to, uh revoke all of these laws like repeal them like some kind of democratic movement to undo this kind of legislation which you probably could accomplish considering how it's effectively infringing on your First Amendment rights. But it doesn't happen. Let me think about that a second. Oh, 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 you don't like interruptions. Well, this is a different kind of interruption. This is a pre-recorded interruption to remind you that you wouldn't be hearing this interruption if you would actually pony up, support our work here at TRS, and buy a subscription to the show. It's only $10 a month. Uh, un- un- unless you're using like e-checks, then there's some extra fees because the e-checks fucking suck. Don't use those. The point is, we need your support. You can't use credit cards anymore. It's kind of a pain in the balls, but we still need you to help us out. And if you're enjoying the content, uh, these silly commercials will go away. We won't bother you anymore if you just do. So go to the right stuff. Biz slash paywall. Uh, make an order. You can use e-checks. You can mail in a money order. You can use. A bunch of different cryptocurrencies, all which suck and are annoying, but we'll get it figured out. Or you can go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's Other Tone Stream, and you can uh, give me a donation there and send me a screenshot of the transaction. We'll get you figured out. So, yeah. I guess any second now we'll go back to the show. I don't know when because I don't want these to be quick and predictable so that you can't just skip through them to make them go away. So this one's going to be a little extra long. But, yeah, you need a subscription. You need a subscription. Well, I guess that's sort of the result of. So, in the in the in the partisan world, in the partisan world, every argument goes. Uh, the left side tries to deplatform and censor the right side, and then the right side sort of starts crying about that. That principle in and of itself of censorship. Don't you can't censor. So now you're having a debate about censorship. But in this case, where the right is on the side of censorship, censoring um, sort of, you know, uh, any any actions that they view as abusive to the state of Israel, 
you kind of have the left that's like, well, I mean, we kind of we kind of tacitly support censorship and shutting things down. I'm not they, they they can't really get up on their high horse about the First Amendment anymore, and it's a win win for them because it's like basically shutting down. It's like yeah, there's a side effect if it shuts down like you know cal- college Palestinians and brown people. But it's like mostly it just it shuts up white nationalists. I mean, that's what the censorship is really aimed at. Like somebody's criticizing Israel, and who's going to criticize Israel? Us. Increasingly, more and more white people that wake up. So it's it's a win win. So you just don't touch the issue. You just yeah. sit back and um, you gotta shrug your shoulders. Better, these damn conservatives that run this country, these damn this damn uh, Christian theocracy, his hands off Israel. What do you want me to do? I'm powerless against these people. But you're not powerless against like the Christian theocracy when you just like want to expose children to to gay sex uh, burlesque shows and whatnot. Then you're just like, now you can stop them. Now you can post up snipers. Now you can uh, get that done everywhere. That's a First Amendment issue, sort of. To be gross, sexualizing children. So, yeah, got to respect that censorship grind set. <laughs> oh, it's hard to light my pipe without Mike here. I keep trying to mute my microphone. What are we gonna do? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, but as far as far as like the religious conservative thing, there was there was something somebody pointed out. Peter Zihan, who a few of you may know know about, he's like a geopolitical commentator, but he had said that. The reason Trump lost, apparently, in 2020 was because of that incident where there was like an Episcopalian church, and Trump intervened, and somebody got tear gassed or something like that, and that this would have pissed off all of the white American Christians. And I'm like, yeah, but white American Christians don't even think of Episcopalians as being a legitimate church. Like, your your Southern Baptist congregations are not going to be mad about that, bro. <laughs> in fact, they're probably going to be happy. It'd be like, yeah, you should, you should have just. Shot I don't them. think these people don't. Under, I don't think these people understand that, like, they don't see Trump as a as a Christian. They just see him right. as their avatar. Like, they don't care. They see they see them as stopping the demonic Satanists on the other side. They, that's a good point too, because like uh, Trump himself is obviously not some sort of uh, Christian, right? But he got overwhelming Christian support just because. So they, who who was saying this? Zion. P- Peter Zion was saying this. I mean, of all of like the out of left field things to say, well, is this just a good like? Is this just another? Uh, is this is another statement that basically tries to erase whiteness from the issue. Like Donald Trump lost in part because he betrayed his betrayed his. He went back on his word to be a fighter for white people in America. He now he never he never explicitly said white on his way in, but everybody picked up what he was saying, including especially the opposition. They went dog whistle, dog whistle, dog. They were screaming, and so he he doesn't come through in any of that stuff. And now you're going to try to make it about a tear gassing event at a church somewhere. Like, I don't think, I don't think the American, American Christendom is going to turn their backs on the top Republican and, you know, allow the, uh, the globalist satanic pedophile cult to come in instead. Cause that's what they, 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 that's what they see. They see the other side is literally, they think you eat children, right? Ah, God damn it. My heater just exploded again. Oh, that's not good. I hope he survives. It's okay. It's just off gassing. Sometimes the pilot goes out. Yeah. Now, now I remember what it was. It was that St. John's Church situation where he like went to the church or something. There were protesters. Oh, was this during? This was during the 2020. This is during the riots, right? He tried to have a photo up in front of the church. Yeah. Like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so the claim is that that would have kicked off some sort of like widespread like Christian opposition to Trump because he did that. Yeah, that did literally did not happen. The opposite. 
anyone he lost there well I, I was already long gone but it's like you lose him because he's like this this was a photo op he tried to stage to make it look like he wasn't just hiding with his head between his legs under a desk in a bunker in washington during these riots i mean that was the bad thing there is like this is what he this is all he could get together he tried to do a photo op to make it look like he was out there fighting to stop these things when he actually wasn't and it was just exposed like you it's like no mr president you can't go out on the streets of washington dc right now you're fucked but it didn't i mean this is a ridiculous take again this is a take to ignore because what were you because what was going on there black lives matter riots white people such as myself but i wasn't i already wasn't a supporter but still i was like why doesn't this guy do something well, just get band, get anybody together to go out there and, and put a stop to these riots. Stop letting these cops kneel. Stop letting shit burn to the ground. And you would you would have you you would be regard you'd be regarded as a hero amongst white. People. Instead, he just fucking stood down. He stood back, stood down, ducked and covered. And it's just white people saw that and was like, "What do I what, what do I get? What am I getting with this guy?" At that point, you were literally. At that point in 2020, you were literally just pointing at the opposition and saying, I just don't like them because Trump was doing absolutely nothing. He was trying to set up a PR photo op and got fucking owned. He couldn't even do that. He couldn't even he couldn't even effectively pretend that he was doing something about that stuff. You did nothing. And if you were a white guy and you're like, like, and if you're a white person, you're like, nobody's fighting for me. I mean, this is I think that's what made I think that's what caused the founding of the NJP was like there's just literally nobody there's nobody doing that wants to do anything for white people about this like we're it's okay to burn down every the entire country as long as it's the like other, to be anti-white the other thing that's going to interest in that situation in 2020 is he had the perfect opportunity to be a strong man authoritarian leader right like the lip exactly. always claimed he was exactly and did he do anything with that no no if, if there was a time to send out the national guard and bring the jack boots down on people's throats it was 2020 didn't happen. And, did they, and, and, and these were they were so crazy. They just they like they try these people tried to hide behind like well the governor didn't this. It's like no the president can override all that stuff. The president can almost do whatever he wants when it comes to this shit. And if the national guard wasn't going to be like loyal enough to actually carry out his orders, then well what does that say about your entire term? Like you just oh no no, no those that's American military American police. If you get if you give them permission, they will beat the fuck out of those protesters. If yeah, you just give them the permission not, slip, they, they would go hog wild. Well, the permission slip, I mean, you, got, you have to wonder, like, you know, Donald Trump gave everybody the permission slip to have an insurrection at the Capitol, at Capitol Hill. You know, is, when is the, 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 the fear there is like, when is this permission slip revoked and then I get in trouble? Because, you know, that you just have, you don't have, you don't have any, you don't have any reason to believe that uh, you're not just going to be railroaded after something, after the smoke clears. And that was became like so blatantly true after January sixth with Trump that that's what happened. Like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know like what guns he could have sent into the cities to get that stuff done. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Peter Zion, he's not he's not a stupid guy. He apparently, knows. go to the rightstuff.biz/paywall for your subscription today. There's quite a bit about uh, global trade, but he is dishonest because he gives spe- speeches to like CIA <laughs> meetings and things like that. And one of the things he would do is he would basically make this claim that the United States has been essentially upholding kind of like the peaceful global order so that you can have international commerce during all that. But what what he won't publicly say is actually the United States is the biggest threat to that. The United States is the biggest destabilizing influence. And we've been like that since the Iraq war. 
probably further back than that. He'll he'll admit it in some of his writings, but it's it's a really funny position to take when you think about it. It's like, wait a minute, who who has been engaged in military activity all over the planet, invading various countries? It's the United States. Who's the fucking who is sanction land? Yeah, right. You know. I wonder, does he just present that as a feature rather than a bug? It's like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, we're definitely like the biggest disruptor in international trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do that shit. We can do gang shit out here. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you can make an argument. Like, actually, the world would probably be uh, much more peaceful if the United States wasn't securing the, the global shipping lanes. Yeah, maybe if they had like a competitor and everybody felt like, you know, we might, maybe we shouldn't fight. We'll just allow, you know, maybe the world would be more right. secure. Oh, that'll be good. Right, I mean, wasn't wasn't that the biggest controversy? It was like, oh my God, look, a country other than the United States is staging an invasion. We can't allow this. Yeah, that's like the Ukraine thing. They're not America. What are they doing over there? Don't they understand? The Russians understand that what they need to do is they need to cause like another proxy power to go in and do all this stuff clandestinely, and see if they can, uh, you know, depose the the regime from the inside. You have to you have to do everything underhandedly and sneakily. You can't just like bald-faced invade a nation and be like, yeah, we're coming in for this territory we want. We want to secure right. the lives of our people here. It's like, you can't, you can't just do that. You have to play games. We've got, we've got people here that like us that want to join our country. Uh, yeah, no, no, we're not just going to invade and uh, install like a, a puppet government here and then do this from behind the scenes. No, we, we literally want them to be, join our country and increase our or the size of our country. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's a... Well, anyway... Let's go to the Hassan Piker. Yeah, I was going to say, let's go to Hassan Piker. Hassan Piker is, uh, <clears throat> I woke up to check out on Twitter, and there he was. He was trending for some reason. And he was trending for the most Hassan Piker reason I could po- ever fucking think of. Hassan Piker, in his $3 million mansion, total commie, dictatorship of the proletariat incoming any moment now, workers' rights, blah, blah, blah. What is he doing? What's Hassan Piker doing to get everybody's attention? Aside from being trolled, he went out and he actually joined a picket line. Now, McNabb, pretend I didn't tell you before the show. What picket line do you think Hassan Piker joined? Which which downtrodden, abused, uh, proletariat sector uh, did he go out there? Pipefitters. Mm, no, I don't know about that. No, let's try again. Uh, welders. No, not the well. I mean, I, I don't think. I don't think a lot of those guys don't work with the union anymore. Like we've got, we've achieved, we've achieved total uh, conservative victory. Those people, those people are rock rib conservatives that do pipe fitting and welding. I'm pretty sure they just they don't they don't need to band together with the union to keep their they're wages just, up. They're just independent contractors with no health insurance. Yeah, you get ten ninety nine. They get to set their own prices. They get to go out there and they get to haggle against immigrant labor. Although I don't know how much immigrant labor there is in pipe fitting in the. And welding, that's the one thing that's keeping white workers alive, is that like, some of the stuff is hard to do. No, he's out there picketing. Sheet, sheet metal workers, sheet metal workers. Nope, nope, it. nope, sheet metal. He's out there, he's picketing with the uh, Hollywood Writers Guild. The Writers Guild has finally has went on strike this week, I believe, and Hassan Piker was out there. They finally show. unionized after being abused for so long? Just being under that, that oppressive boot heel, they finally got a union they together? They finally got a union together to uh, get what they're worth as... Hack fucking, hack sloppy fucking losers who can't fucking string a decent story together without putting thirteen faggots and a tranny or two in it. Ah, uh, so one of the things they're protesting about is I think they were. I was gonna say, haven't they been on strike since the nineteen nineties? No, they just kind of go on and off. The last one was a while ago. The last one was like ten or twelve years ago, I believe. 
was that 2017? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think back because they do it regularly, right? Because there was one in the 90s um, and affected some Star Trek production stuff like that. And then I feel like there was one in the early 2000s. There was one in the 2000s. I think it was the late aughts. And I remember at the conclusion of it on Comedy Central, they just got sick of not having their flagship programming on. So once again, leftist Jews in solidarity with workers, right? The, the Daily Show came back as a Daily Show. And the Colbert report went on the air as the Colbert report, where they weren't, they were basically, right. yeah, they were basically that. writing their own, they were basically doing scab labor. They were doing their own writing, doing their own show without Hollywood writers because they were all on strike, which was just like, wow. And they came and they basically said that they were there for you, the people that want to watch the show. I was like, yeah, okay. Sure thing. Anyway, so there was some, there was some number I saw about $7,500 a week. I don't have that, but the, the dollar amounts they're talking about are <laughs> for their work. It's like if the average American talk about a living wage, right? These people were earning these like fucking cushy wages to do jack shit to write fucking so sitcoms. The, the media, when I look at this, they're talking about it just being about AI. Like TV and film writers are fighting to save their jobs from AI. They won't be the last. Well, I mean, AI could probably do better work than them. Not that yeah. I like AI, but like, do you do you need like who would write a better Star Trek series, AI or Alex Kurtzman, or Mandalorian for that matter? Mm. I mean, I actually I felt like the last season of Mandalorian was written by an AI. Yeah, a bad one. Well, according to Disney A logs, that's because uh, Favreau got got forced out, and he was only uh, involved in name only. They took yeah. all this stuff away from him. This seems a bit dishonest because the AI demand was like one of the last things was added to the strike to these these lists of demands. Because, like a lot of industries, they want to just ban this kind of stuff outright. Because it's, oh no, I don't want to compete with artificial intelligence. But we need self-driving trucks, right, Riders Guild? Yeah, right. <laughs> automate, automate and immigrate everything else. Oh my god. Uh, automation for thee, not for me. <laughs> hey look, here's a, here's a stock photo of a Hollywood writer. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga needs artificial <laughs> intelligence. That was pretty good. Oops, wrong button. Uh, non-members of the WGA... Uh, whatever. This I can't go a, into the dollar amount. This is what I think about a lot, though, because like I live in the New, in the New River Valley, which is I think the third fastest growing tech area in the United States. And I'm looking at that scene, and I'm like, where are you guys going to be ten, twenty years from now? Whenever AI is far more sophisticated, more widespread, like what's going to happen to your tech industry growth? Oh, are we what's muted? No. The song got trolled. That was the funniest part of it. Unmute tab. We love landlords. Do you want to move? We love landlords. We love them. We love landlords. Do you want to move uh, move away a little bit? No, he said we love landlords. Landlords. We love them. We love landlords. His entire his entire bit was upended by the uh, the Dark Souls troll from the that that. Uh, that gaming um, award show. I never go- saw that clip. No, you never I'll, saw that? I'll, let me see I'll if I can. Let me see if I can. If you're hearing my voice right now, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Unless this is just how you want to live. Who am I to tell people to stop listening to free content that's constantly interrupted, that has to deal with my voice and whatever audio quality this is going to come out in? Who am I to tell people that they should be getting behind the paywall at the right stuff.biz slash paywall? Especially if they're not white, which I assume that's what, what you probably are. If you're hearing my voice right now, this is that's just that's just my assumption. I could be wrong, but I mean, if you're not white legally, you do have to tell me 
that you're not white. This is. I told Sven that I'd I'd record some commercials for him, and at first I thought I was going to put some effort into it, but then I realized, why don't I just ramble in the dumbest way possible and force you to listen to it? Because that's what you're doing right now. You are listening to this. What it, Mike was probably saying something very interesting, something very insightful, and now you're listening to me. Is this really what you want? Is this is this how you want to live? Do you want to be non-white? Because again, that's I just assume that's what you are. You could always fix that. You could rectify this problem by going to the right stuff that biz slash paywall and getting yourself a subscription, and then you'll never have to hear me again, you know, unless I'm filling it or something. You can find that. Uh, where was that? Bill Clinton is my rabbi. It was just like a dumb fucking troll by this kid with a funny accent. He's like, yeah, there he is. Hold on, let me get this unmuted. Let me put this on here. So this kid showed up. If I recall, this was like during the height of uh, of Kanye, like talking about Jews on Twitter and all this. And remember, there was the other, there's the basketball nigger who was talking about who got uh, yeah. canceled for being part of that. So this kid right here in the middle, he's not he's he's not part of that gaming team. They, like, these are the developers of some whatever the winners of gamer. Game of the game of the year. He just like snuck up on stage along with them, and then just like started talking. I guess because they're nice, polite Asians, they just didn't be like, "Hey, well, who the fuck are you?" Hey, Martin. You know, real quick, I want to thank everybody and say that I think I want to nominate this award to uh, my Reformed Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Everybody's like, "What?" <laughs> Did he say Reform Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton? Yeah, he just he snuck up on stage <laughs> to do that. So now he snuck into the picket line and he's picketing Hassan Piker with you love landlords. I don't know. Is that because Hassan, is Hassan a landlord? Does he own rental properties? Is that what he's getting? Because I mean, literally, if you're gonna if you're gonna be the arch commie workers, right, you should not be a landlord. You just you're not allowed to be a landlord. I'm not allowed to be a landlord. I'm a Nazi. I never would. That's Jewish stuff. But it's like. And people I like are, that he said Reform Orthodox. Like yes. He added the extra detail. Yeah. A lot of credibility when he had to say it. So here <laughs> he is. So here's another angle. He's confronting. Uh, let me drag this down here. He's confronting Hassan. Hassan's very not happy because ruin, you're ruining my content here. What's going on? How you guys doing? We love landlords. We're here to protest against the landlords and the unions. We love them. We love landlords. We love landlords. We love them a lot. We're all against unions. They're not fair to the corporate companies. The more you do that, the more, the you, more that, you, the end more you, hurting, you end up hurting. The more you end up hurting the capital. Up hurting the, capital the quicker the, the strike quicker will end. The strike will end. We love landlords. We love them. We love landlords. You want to move uh, move away a little bit? No, he said we love landlords. Poor Hassan. That's really good. We love landlords. So, <laughs> and then, then he went out and what he, what Hassan did, you know what Hassan did? He's such a, he's such a hero for the working class. All these, all these Hollywood writers, all these rich Hollywood writers that like Adam, remember Adam ruins everything. Like he's one, he's one of the faces of the strike. He's out there on the picket Wait, line. What? Like, yeah, cause he's a writer too, I guess he's a, he's a comic and he's a TV writer. So Hassan bought everybody pizza. They had a pizza party out there oh, in the party. He bought. He spent. He spent. He spent five hundred whole dollars of his own on pizza for the screenwriters. Five hundred dollars. Well, it's the first time they've eaten in weeks. I'm sure. 
I'm sure it wasn't even like I'm sure it wasn't like gluten free fucking gourmet shit either. Just crappy, stupid white box Goomba pizza. Just shoving it down our throats. They're trying to shut down a set. Looks like they must have failed. Well, yeah, there's uh, they're complaining about like they have a they have a neutral entranceway, so people can actually oh. still work. There's all this stuff, and oh, I see the thing. Okay, so if you're a screen, if you're doing a, a strike, right, mm-hmm. you're part of the Screenwriters Guild. You yeah. probably pretty much work from home anyway, right? Yeah. So where the fuck do you pick it? You pick it in front of the lots where they're working on, shoot, where, yeah. they're, where they're doing where they're shooting. Yeah, yeah, because so. that's one of the criticism. This stuff is largely symbolic. Because like, where the hell are you going to actually do your picketing at? Adam Conover, that's his name. So he's the face of the strike right now. Uh, he's explaining the neutral gate here. Here he is. Like this guy. You know, you know what Adam can't do? He can't he can't really come up with a decent critique of the American like medical billing arrangements that are out there. He can show you what the master file is and he can complain about it, but his solution is basically like, well, white people should just be paying more for the free health health care that that immigrants and blacks get, right? But he's going to tell us about this. Is this is how they're getting into the set? A neutral gate. So under labor law, it's a bad labor decision. Uh, you know, we pick it to stop teamster trucks from from entering or leaving. This is the neutral gate, which under labor yeah, law. Yeah, yeah, but hold up, man. There's no there's no fucking trucks full of scabs trying to get in there. Well, you know what That's they did. That's not how this works, dude. You know what happened? <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of executives, or I don't know, some I don't know if they were executives or directors or staff. They weren't able to get their lunch delivered. They prevented lunch from being delivered inside where oh. they were shooting something. And some production assistant lost his job over it. Visitors, vendors, contractors of any company other than CBS, Netflix, or Netflix affiliate products basically means like delivery trucks and stuff like that can go in or out. But it's also a tactic that the companies use to like fuck up a picket line because they'll declare hey, the that they don't want picketed a neutral I would love gate to see or they'll say that, that all their gates are neutral gates. Love to so your union needs basically. to have a lawyer, a labor lawyer. I'm so- like ah! God, I messed up. I was trying to pause it for you. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I would have pushed back in right there. I'm not in favor of anything good happening here. Like I don't. I hate the Hollywood. I hate Hollywood altogether. I want this. I, I just want to put out there that this is the only industry where you can see like a labor strike happening that gets that gets favorable coverage in the news. Like like where, what was this for the railroad workers? That's what like when Biden made it illegal for the railroad workers to strike last year. Where was the Sanabi then? What did he have to say? Did he join anybody? Was he like there when the uh, when the trains derailed in East Palestine or all over the country? All these fuck ups that are going. No, he just he was sitting in his mansion doing. Well, this is pretty annoying. You don't want to hear my voice. You want to hear uh, Mike finish his thought, huh? But uh, you can't because you don't have a subscription. You should go to the slash paywall. Bag it. Streams worrying about is Sam is Sam Hyde outside? Is he gonna fight me yet? But no, here we are with Adam ruins everything. Adam ruins everything. I'll never forget that that bit at the hospital he did. It was just it was just a bit in support of fucking Obamacare, which so, this does nothing to solve the problem of how fucking unaffordable and ridiculous uh, getting medical attention is in this country. But here he is. I'm a writer, and here he is complaining. He's complaining that there's like uh, there's been an agreement in in past labor disputes where you're allowed to have one neutral gate into the company that's being picketed for basic necessities. They want to be able to like lay siege <laughs> to the studio and not allow them to have food, which I'm like, okay, let's base, do that. But I also don't ever want there to be a resolution. I want you guys to stop writing, never get paid again, and then they don't have any content to produce anymore because there's no one writing. Or they're just going to find scabs, whatever. Or AI. I love the AI issue. That's good. 
I'm 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 all for that. No, I I think that he should be forced to picket from where he does all of his work. He could go hold his picket sign outside of his house, his apartment, whatever it is. I mean, how many of these guys would just be literally locked inside their apartments waiting signs? <laughs> Here they are. There's Hassan and Adam. This is literally content. What is this? More minimums for Max? I don't know. They just want more money when they turn a shitty script in. It's like, how about you never produce a script ever again? Just keep doing uh, just keep doing white erasure remakes of Disney cartoons. Turn everybody into a nigger. They don't need you anymore. Just keep somebody already wrote that script. There's the sun in the background. What is this? Sunset Bronson Studios. The Charles Bronson Studios. Be good. So is this an opportunity for me to write some scripts? I guess so. I mean, I'll, I guess be, you I'll be a paid. scab. I'll be a scab for this. <laughs> Gunther doesn't yeah. like. This, this dialogue has the N-word in it an awful lot. What does it say? We're taking your yacht back, bozos? It's like, I don't think you are. <laughs> This is the one. This is the one industry where labor struggle is still alive. <laughs> Drew Barrymore. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly why they are striking this time. Uh, let's see. They want more money. All right. I think it's generally about money. Oh, he got. Wait, wait what? Plot. Oh, I thought this was also a son. This is they're talking to somebody else. Maybe Josh will tell us what the strike's all about. Let's go to Josh. So did they tell you what this is? Uh, you know, can you tell us? Uh, our understanding is it's a Marvel Disney Plus show um, called Wonder Man, and they're doing pickup shooting. That's our understanding. When we got here, there was a lot of concerned faces and phone calls and conversations. Yeah. So yeah. definitely made them nervous. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no. Yeah, because, you know, you do feel bad because there's people who are just doing their jobs in there yeah. who are like, someone else is going to scream at them. But at the same time, if we shut this shoot down, this the Disney is going to lose, what, a couple hundred thousand bucks on yep. this location rental, on yep. all this equipment, on all the people, and that's going to hit their balance sheet, and it's going to be like, oh, it, it's more expensive for us not to work with the Writers Guild than it is to actually negotiate. The yeah, more of no. these we shut down, no, the sooner we'll strike it. No. You don't think so? <laughs> you don't think it holds water? <laughs> <laughs> Your minor inconvenience is not costing them enough money to the point where they're like, I think oh, Disney, we should uh, give into all their demands. I think Disney likes losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. You know, the team series are also <laughs> a very powerful union in America. Uh, one of the most powerful, I think, if not the most powerful union in North America. Uh, don't bring their trucks in because of their own personal policies that if there's more than two people on a picket line, uh, that they won't actually bring their trucks in. Now, uh, that's a huge deal for production. You know, you got makeup trucks, you got trailers, you got a whole bunch of different things that need to wait come a, in. Wait a minute, so you're relying on a real union to, to do the actual work here. Okay. To not cross like, the oh, line. I see, yeah. I see the Teamsters have an actual union full of people who are truly workers, members of that socioeconomic category, and they can affect some sort of consequences. We should try to take advantage of that situation. Yeah, you try to get solidarity from them. They won't cross. The whole thing is about not crossing the picket line. Not crossing the picket line. If I was a teamster, I would I would drive right on through and give them the middle finger the whole time. <laughs> Be like the entire you're not point of this union, is to, to stop that from happening. Well, the Writers Guild is its own union, and everybody is supposed to everybody is supposed to like have solidarity with these like fake and no, gay I, Jewish no activists. No solidarity with the bourgeoisie. No solidarity with the bourgeoisie. Fuck them. This is my first action, and there was a moment, you know, a week or two ago. Oh, where I was like, Adam! I wanna... It's Adam's first action. Oh, Adam! I didn't know that. 
Oh, but with all those TV shows you did where you were speaking truth to power, this is your first action? This is my first action. And there was a moment, you know, a week or two ago where I was like, I don't want to go on strike. There's other shit I want to do, you know? I want to – I got my career I want to worry about. I, want, I got a podcast. Oh, I'm Adam. making videos. I want to pitch to TV shows. I don't want to do this. None of us want to be here, right? But as it became clear that this is what they were going to force us Wait to do – Wait a minute. So what he's saying here is he's only – ever engaged in political activism whenever it involved his financial interest. Well, he's, I think he's trying to set himself up as a martyr. It's like, what do, why don't you go talk to some like Dollar General employees? Like, what, what is, what's their career like? What have they got going on? What about Walmart, all, these, all these retail workers, all these Walmart people? Oh, how about everybody... You know what you know would be neat? If Hollywood... I would love to see... I was thinking about shopping malls again... What if Hollywood had to shut down because the internet made like, because the internet made like Hollywood obsolete? Like you could just go somewhere else to get your your entertainment. Wouldn't that be great? And like there was just no work for you anymore. I would love to see like I would love to see a backlot studio shutting down like your local mall. Not that there's anything wonderful about the mall, but just an ex- just as an example of shit that normal people have to go through. Normal people go through like losing a, a retail center, a ton of a ton of jobs that you know. The only reason those jobs are so low-level and detestable is because they don't have the ability to do what Adam and Hassan are out here doing. No one's going to buy them any pizza at the food court if they go on strike in the mall. Then now the mall's not there anymore. Wouldn't it be cool if the internet just, like, shut down Hollywood? What if your content was coming from someplace else? What if your content could be delivered, prime delivery, so you don't have to go shop for it? You You don't have to schedule this. Oh, we sort of almost had that for a minute, but they got a handle on it, and now they're now they're striking over it. I would, just, I, would I would love to see Hassan like at a real protest for a real fucking labor union, not fucking cushy pampered Hollywood writers. But that's all he, that's all he's got. This is why this is why fucking Sam Hyde wanted to fight him. I don't know if you ever saw there was a there was a post fight interview Sam did that I was I remember I was I remember like we were at NJP and it had gotten really stuffy in there, so I went outside for some air and I was actually like laying down in my car like oh my god I'm so I can't breathe, and I ended up watching like this Sam gave this interview from after the fight. And they were asking me about, like, why do you want to fight Hassan Pike? Or was that? It's like, because you don't like his politics? And Sam's like, no, his, his, I don't remember the second part of his answer, but the first one was, no, his politics are a timer doesn't. I don't care about his politics. I think he just wants to fight him because of, like, the like the working out and the posing is this or that tough guy type thing. But it's true. Like, these politics are a dime a fucking dozen. It's so easy to do what Hassan does in stream and have an audience. There's, they're just agreeing with everything that neocapitalism says and then going on, going to, like, show solidarity at a fake and gay labor strike for hollywood writers you get out of you 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 walk out of the fucking little mansion because it's in town right you're just in la you just go to wait what mike was gonna say what did we all miss that is that because this is the free fag edition go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall for your subscription today another part of la and join adam conover where the fuck his name is canover adam bendover and do your little fucking strike. And like you have nothing but scorn for like white workers all around the country who are actually in struggles against big Jewish capital. And it's it, which is which is ironic these people are fucking struggling against probably the biggest Jewish capital sect in the country, Hollywood. I mean maybe I'm wrong, I don't know if dollar for dollar if that's true, but like this is the biggest like this is the this is the industry that just prints money and then complains about it. Like if you watch the uh Disney A-log people that are uh cr- they're crowing about all these um box office estimates that are coming out like they're saying they're saying uh 
there's a box office estimate that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is only going to earn like 110 to 120 million dollars its opening weekend. Like this is an industry that that jack that, that grabs that much revenue in a weekend and they're like in a panic about how little money they're making. Right? <laughs> right. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I did find uh, just a little bit of information on this. So the primary sticking points, according to studios, involve union proposals that require companies to staff television shows with a certain number of writers okay. for a specified period of time, whether needed or not. All right, so cool. it's like you you got you got to hire fifteen of us. You only need five for half a season. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Good, do it. Fuck them. Hire them. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty great. The unions representing the writers, the East and West branches, the Writers Guild of America, said the company's behavior has created a gig economy inside a union workforce, and their movable stance in this negotiation has betrayed a commitment to further devaluing the profession of writing. I can't think of anything that's like less valuable than television writing. I really can't. They say this is this is sort of this is like I want to project the workers' rights sort of uh uh, like narrative out there, but it's hard to with the TV writers. That's what this is like. This is a, this is such a privileged. I mean, the idea that you're, you're protesting against a gig economy. What about the rest of the fucking economy? Brother, like, you know what? Show, cry, cry me. I want to see everybody in Hollywood like driving for Uber on the weekends. I mean, I mean, studio execs too, everybody, actors. But it's like this is what the Jews have set up. They've set up this place where we literally like this is our this is that's the center of worship. We worship Hollywood. And these people that are working on the edges of it, it's like, <laughs> just fuck oh, you. you. It's go. just great that so Hassan is there. Looks like looks like your narrative has popped up in here. Oh, yeah? Uh, the, the WGA painted the dispute in stark terms, saying that the ascendance of streaming services and exposure to television production have eroded their working conditions. So, yet again, I'm wondering, like, what, what do you mean by working conditions? I'm pretty sure a screenwriter generally works from home where they write a script and then sell the script, Right. Right. It is described this as an existential moment and that the survival of writing as a profession is at stake in this negotiation. Entertainment companies, which had previously said they were approaching the talks of long-term health and stability of the industry as our priority, are confronting a rapidly changing business as network and cable television viewership plummets. Mm. Well, I'm reading. Oh. Who is this? Sharon Rothstein. Oh, God. The amount of time we have to write a show has shrunk, and the amount of writers who they will hire to write the show has shrunk. So writers end up only working 6, 10, or maybe 12 weeks in a year. You can't piece together a sustainable living doing that. I am. I have such. I have the fucking army of tiny violins playing for the television writers. Like what, about, what about people who work normal jobs who can't string together more than 8, 10, 12 weeks a year of work? What about them? Oh, fuck them. They're just dumb. They're just dumb hicks. Maybe maybe if those people were doing better, then you'd have more entertainment services being consumed. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if those people weren't under their particular working conditions, you, you, you would find that there was more of a market for television shows. Let's have a look here. Adam went on CNN. Oh, God. Adam ruins CNN. That run this industry that say, look, times are changing. We are not making as much money as we once did. This Oh, thank you, Twitter. Era of television, although some of us would argue the shows are great. Um, what do you say to them? 
So I'd point out the fact that David Zaslav, the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, which is you know the parent company of the network I'm talking to you on right now, was paid $250 million last year. A quarter of a billion dollars. That's about Can I the say same that? Just, I hate what they what... do with the camera work right here, where you pan the camera over to a display, and then you, you cut to the display itself, <laughs> and you cut back to the camera watching the display. Like, fucking knock that shit off. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know what their union. I don't know what their union is called, but don't be threatening the cameraman, Alex. The cameraman and the editors. <laughs> Ten thousand writers are asking him to pay all of us collectively. All right. So I would say if you're being paid two hundred fifty million dollars, Ted Sarandos made about fifty million last year. Uh, these companies are making enormous amounts of money. Their profits are going up. It's ridiculous for them to plead poverty when the writers who are making their shows, some of them are not able to pay their rent or their mortgages. I literally know writers <laughs> who have had to go on assistance uh, because. Wait, you have, have a mortgage to make their year. I wish I had a mortgage. Uh, yeah, you get a mortgage. How do you get a mortgage? Oh, they got in before like the good credit penalty fee went into place. You were able to get a mortgage. But like, you can tell this story about tell me about energy prices. Oh, it's inflation, but it's also like record profits time for <laughs> the providers of energy goods. Uh, the the if you if you look at these companies, they're making more money than ever. It's the people who make the shows for them that are making less. Adam Conover, thank you so much for coming on because you. It's so funny because you know, in principle, I agree with him about it. It's just that, like, the, my 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 takes on this are bigger than just principles. You know, in principle, like shows are not possible because you have a because you have a Jewish executive with capital, and you have like actors that people want to see. You need people to like actually write these things, and you need the people that edit, people that film, like the people that actually do the work should be worth more. But it's like. You can't, you can't fight against that unless you're a Nazi. <laughs> you can't call it out effectively. You're just all you can do is demand a bigger slice of what's going on without upsetting the apple cart, and so you just cry about it. And you, but you, and ultimately, you're there to serve that industry to to, to uh, ensure that it continues to keep enslaving the minds of Americans. So you can keep subverting everyone's fucking. You can keep subverting childhoods. Really, I mean, it's all about like stuff you tell the kids that fucks their minds up and. So you know. there's an interesting angle to oh, this. Okay. You you mentioned the cameraman, right? Yeah. So what what happens to that support staff and all of these create, uh, writers go on strike? Well, I think it does. I, it does I, well, I actually think hurt them. Well, they're basically taken care of. I think like they have to get paid whether the work gets done or not. Like they they all have these intertwining union contracts. What would be funny is if those if those people walked on behalf of the on behalf of the writer strike, which I mean, that would be that a goal. They, they probably fucking hate the writers. Probably just like I do. I was trying to find this. I was trying to find this picture that I saw from the uh, picket line. There was this really like there was this young-looking broad who she was she was picketing and she held a sign up because she was talking about the AI issue. It said, "AI doesn't have childhood trauma." Oh, and, and that's just that just basically encapsulates why I can't so, support these people. It's like, yes, you are you are working. You just want a larger slice of this terrible entertainment industry that's run by Jews, that's run for us by Jews to tell us. Oh, hi! Here's another interruption that's pre-recorded. Go to the rightstuff.biz/paywall and pay for a subscription. We need your support. We need your help. We can't do this for free because we're Jews. That's what to think. And one of the things that they put out there is that childhood trauma. They're not, you know, childhood trauma is a virtue. Like, you're not a real authentic person unless you had something in your upbringing that fucked you up, 
and that made you sort of mentally unstable and that it's totally understandable. And we don't have a stigma for that. Realize, realize like childhood trauma should not be anyone's goal. Like I don't have childhood trauma either. I'm not AI, but I don't have childhood trauma and that's bad. I will never have tra- uh, childhood trauma and that's not bad. I don't want childhood trauma. I don't want my children to have childhood trauma. They have to grow up with, and you're not a fucking hero. And that's not a selling point for you. But this is like this is the this is the Jewish fucking subversion of normal life, which is like you you go out and they've been doing it since like the uh, at least since the authoritarian personality, where you take people with normal dispositions and you path pathologize it, telling these people are ill, these people are sick. These people are bad. These people are a threat. You look over here like this lady, this young lady with childhood trauma, she can really speak to audiences. Yeah, you can tell she can tell Goy audiences the Jewish bullshit you want them to hear, which is like having stable families, having a good home life, having a stable, having a stable like non precarity fucking uh, uh, interrupted life is like that means you're just a pampered faggot pussy and and you have no that makes you the bad guy. Trauma is good. The funny thing about that sign is like, okay, so you're saying that the artificial intelligence is better then. It doesn't have childhood trauma. Okay. Well, what point, she's doing is she's buying artificial intelligence. What she's good. doing is she's buying in, she's buying into the premise that like trauma is virtue and you don't want one that's been artificially like I here I am, I'm actually traumatized Jews. You've traumatized you the trauma that you create for people to live through and to overcome and to be non stigma like I'm one of them. I'm I'm the real deal. You can't just you can't just program that with a computer based like it's like, yes you can. They don't need you. You're just you're you're not someone that they care about. If they if they fucking cared about you, you you wouldn't have the idea that childhood trauma is a selling point. You'd realize that like you've you're damaged goods and they're the ones that damaged you. Like where's child I bet there's I bet the biggest fucking source of childhood trauma is probably television and movies. <laughs> Do real people traumatize their kids all the time? No. Oh, I probably should pull back from that. That wasn't good. <laughs> The problem is the television tells people things like get divorced, have yeah, children out of wedlock, fuck around. There's, there's a there's a lot to unpack there though with the idea that trauma is how you get authenticity. It's like no, no, your fucked up, stupid generation thinks that, but previous generations would have made arguments like AI has never been to war. AI doesn't know what it's like to fight, sure. to do these things, to have these life experiences. AI doesn't know what it's like to to bring a child into the world. That kind of stuff. What if I have life experience that doesn't like involve like dysfunctional family childhood trauma? Oh, uh, am I am I still va- am I, is, are my experiences still valid? No, you're privileged. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Artificial intelligence doesn't know what it's like to get married and raise a family. Put that on a sign. Artificial intelligence doesn't know what it's like to do th- three podcasts a week in which you're not allowed to fed post, but all you want to do is fed post. <laughs> what about that trauma? That's trauma. That's adulthood trauma. <laughs> Just want to talk about dropping neutron bombs on people all day long. AI will never understand revolution. AI will never understand revolutionary discipline, but neither will my comrades. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That was mean. That was mean. (laughs) Hang on, I got a message from uh, Sheriff Chitwood on my phone. (laughs) Oh no! Are you being extradited? (laughs) Oh my god! Anyway, let's take a break here. Let me get the fucking uh, get the little drop up here. What are we gonna do? Uh, let's get Jahans. Jahans is a good drop. I don't know what we're gonna do next. I'm gonna uh, grab some grub real quick. We might be able to get. I think we're gonna get Borzoi on. It's a promise, not a threat. It's gonna be a good time. 
No Merchant Minute this week. No Mike. No Merchant Minute. Doesn't Borsley have administrator privileges now, moderator privileges? Yeah, he's basically he's helping us with the site, but he couldn't yesterday he couldn't drag the Warren report to the top of the site because he wasn't I didn't realize he needed to be admin. So now Borzoi is basically he's all our boss now. He's he's he has total control of the entire site, everything. We all have to make sure that he's happy, otherwise it's just all gonna go under. Yes, I can edit his post. Okay. Don't cool. stop <laughs> if you edit someone's post, then you, you that negates your Section 230 protections. <laughs> you can't do that. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute. You are listening to the Daily Shower, as racist and sexist as they can be. We're gonna offend you, isn't it funny? La 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 la. Oh, hey, Goy. Herschel here. Are you listening to a free fag episode of The Daily Shower? Do you need a small personal loan so you can afford a paywall subscription? I may be able to help you out. For the very low price of just $10 a month, you can listen to Mike finish his talking points without annoying promotional bits like this one. Log on to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your white man's agency level. E-checks, money order by mail, or cryptocurrency. Support TRS's efforts in shutting down yids like me.